Schumacher hits David Coulthard and is out. George Russell is the Formula 2 champion. Oh! Hitchcliffe with a big one. Big one. Welcome to the monkey seats. We're just here for a chat, but we will take out legal action if you don't agree with us. My name is Tom. And I'm Carl, who wonders which Irish leprechaun Hamilton has been bribing, and can he pass on his number? We are a fully independent podcast hosted by two opinionated friends who like to put the world to rights. You can find us on all major podcasting platforms by searching for Monkey Seat podcast remembering to add the podcast yes you can leave us a five-star review to get a shout out on the show or you can visit our website monkeyseatpod.com and you've stolen my saying there but you can follow us on all the socials at monkeyseatpod as a visit on youtube channels and catch up with us on linkedin we even have linkedin if you want to sponsor us and give us a load of money or whatever you get to be honest i'm not fussed about the money i still haven't emailed them Oh, you need to email One them. job, and I still Come haven't on. emailed. We've got someone that's going to sponsor us with love of some sort, but we I still haven't done anything about it. Just basically a product as a prize for something. Yeah. So, Which we're uh, not sure what we need to do with. Once we get the prize, we'll try and work out what we're going to do with it because it's the most random thing in the world. Yeah. Um, and, and we're certainly not proof... going to consume it, put it that way. No. Well, I might, but if I consume it, I will be off the... Mm. I'll be bouncing. Um, yeah. So, as you noticed, we actually, Tom, I haven't, you can tell, I actually submitted my book this week. The oh, first few excellent. chapters. Well, the first few chapters. So, we're in, I'm in this competition with me and my friend, basically, at Valentine's Day, found uh, that we had to write a writing competition. Um, and found a writing competition that we could enter. Jokingly put something in, it was a thousand words. We just sort of threw something together and threw it in. And then we got through to the second round. So then we've st- then then we're like, oh, we've got like a whole month. It's fine. And then yesterday we were still beavering away, trying to work out how everything's going to work. <laughs> Nothing like last chance, Lou. But as you can tell, uh, what, where the point of this is going is that we've Tom manages Tom instead of rewriting everything, just swapped our names around. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> that's what you that, did. That's, how, that's how writing works. It's plagiarism. Just swapping the, the, we've, the chat we've, the we've, we've written stuff together before, though. You know how I work. I know. Well, you, like it's it's actually the same. And now we did it on this book, and we, I know this is nothing about Formula One, but when we did our play, do you remember we took whole section, we took the whole of Act One and moved it into Act Two? Yeah. You know, <laughs> so that, that's just, going down there now. That works better yeah. there. <laughs> anyway, that's enough about writing. Um, so I'd like to make a formal apology now. Really. Mostly because I said Imola is the most boring track and nothing happens. And it's yeah. a really boring race. And I think I even said this last week, I went, it's going to be boring. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. though, was it? It was good. It very much was very different. And very good. Um, yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know what made it good. Actually, I can tell what made it good. I think a little bit of wetness probably made it good. But I think there was a load of other sillinesses going on as yeah. well as Should we? Should we? Should we get into the uh, race report then? Yeah, go on then. This is going to be a challenge to get this in two minutes. Let's see. Let's see if we can uh, do it. Crash back, Mollet, well, a picture. Basically, that's pretty yeah. much it. Well, it happens, isn't it? Hold it, flash brown, Wallop. Whoops, that's Bottas. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry okay. about that. Whack. Here we go. Chaos reigned literally at the start of the Emily Roman Chalbella Grand Prix with cars galore spinning on the way to the grid and setting on fire. When the start finally happened, Max flew ahead of Perez and went side by side with Hamilton, causing the two to have contact and Hamilton took to the kerbs. Max pulled out a five second lead in almost no time at all with Hamilton suffering with some slight damage. Cars were clearly struggling in all conditions and uh, and the TV was soon in the barrage after a collision with Mazepin. The resulting safety car calmed things down for a few minutes but before the restart, Perez squirreled off track losing two places, then inexplicably Squirrel! retook the places behind the safety car, picking up a 10-second penalty. Schumacher knocked off his front wing behind the safety car, but uh, couldn't change it as his debris was causing the pit lane to be closed and had to drive around slowly for two laps. His engineer told him not to worry about driving fast, though, which is probably for the best given the car he has. Norris pulled off a blinding double overtake and a subsequent pass on Gasly to take sixth, and then was allowed past his teammate for fifth as he showed superior pace. 
Hamilton managed to keep the gap to five seconds, but uh, as the rain cleared up, he uh, he closed in for just over a second behind and looked in the ascendancy. Red Bull missed, risked a marginal stop onto the drives as Hamilton dropped the hammer to try and overcut him. A slightly slower Mercedes stop and a blinding outlap from Max allowed him to retake the lead as they approached a gaggle of cars to lap. Max lost time passing the cars and Lewis saw the chance to close up and threw on past Russell on the wet part of the track. He slid off the track, threw the gravel and then knocked his front wing off trying to recover. He then reversed back onto the track half a minute behind Max and needing a new front wing but the safety car and subsequent red flag was deployed when Russell ploughed into Bottas trying to pass him for ninth because Bottas. The race resumed with a rolling start and everyone with new ties and uh, the McLarens gambling on socks. It paid dividends immediately with Norris passing Leclerc for second but Max was in a league of his own up front. Hamilton was ninth at the restart and making good progress flying up to fifth behind the Ferraris and Norris. Leclerc used a DRS of Norris to defend well from Hamilton but he quickly threw past him to recover to the podium and a brave defence from Norris was eventually overturned and Hamilton completed a comeback with a... <laughs> so close. Ripped over my tongue. So close. Completed the comeback with uh, um, completed the comeback to second with Norris a very happy third. I'm 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 claiming that as a win. I'm sorry. I'd say that as a win. That was more of a tongue twister at the end. Though. Yeah, that was just. <laughs> cool. Good. Um, good race. It was a good race. I mean, I don't know where really to start with this because, like. What Should we start f- with the start? Okay. Which, the what, the three into the corner? That was quite good. Yeah. I mean, Perez screwed that up, really. Yeah. Perez just had a terrible race all over. <laughs> like, what was going on with Perez? I mean, such high expectations at this point and failed. Yeah. Um, three breast into there. Uh, Verstappen showing his dominance. It, it shows that the acceleration pace of the Red Bulls is actually faster than... The Mercs. It shows that, that Honda engine's got a lot of grunt. Absolutely. Um but yeah, like that was it was good. It was a it was a really interesting start. I was surprised that no one went off that corner, the first corner. Um that everywhere it was quite clean and weirdly in the rain. I don't know, especially when no one could see anyone. I think what hampered um uh what hampered uh, Perez was that he couldn't no one could could see he couldn't see anything because he was behind Hamilton. Yeah, by then he was. Yeah, but yeah. he he was obviously he started with a clear field of view. Yeah, and then went backwards. Yeah, yeah, uh, and then um, Latifi took a little trip across the gravel and then came back on track and was kind of expecting to be at the back of the field. But oh wait, no, there's Mazapan bringing up the rear about five seconds behind everyone else on that one. Uh, <sighs> to be mean... fair, no fault, no fault from Mazapan at all. There, he just no, Latifi didn't know he was there. He just drove into him. It was completely. It was completely dry. It was. It was drive road, but it wasn't deliberate. It was. Mm. It wasn't dangerous. He wasn't trying to do it in a dangerous manner. No, I mean he. He, he probably could have it. done more to avoid it, but he, he. You know, it's not like he was even like partially to blame for it. I mean, he he could have potentially slowed down a bit when but he saw the TV coming across. But the TV, the TV didn't was... even know he was there, so it's not like he was trying to. It's not like he was trying to overtake him. He was just following, following the track, and then Latifi just wandered across onto the racing line, yeah. not even knowing he was there. But uh, yeah, it's it's fine. And still, at least we got a nice spin from him at the end, anyway, just to kind of oh, yeah, you know, just live to up to his going. name. Yeah, and he finished uh, a race. And he finished a race shockingly. One day and he might. Shum- one day he might yeah. finish a race actually on the lead lap. I doubt it though. So, not for a while. Yeah, him and Schumacher finished the race. A lap behind, more than a and, lap, and somehow uh, Vettel, who left, who didn't finish the race, beat them. Yeah, because he'd lapped them in twenty-three <laughs> laps. A slow Vettel. Vettel had still managed to lap the hatches. <laughs> and the thing that shocked me was like, despite Mick Schumacher spinning, losing his front wing, and then driving around, <laughs> losing about twenty seconds a lap for two laps, was still ahead of Mazepin about fifteen laps later. I feel, I feel there must have been some other incident that ma- that happened to Mazepin that we just what, didn't and just see or notice. Too like too embarrassed to keep showing him crashing all yeah, the time. Yeah, because there must have been something. How did he? I don't know how he just ended up behind. Shiri Who knows? Who knows? When Shiri was crashed out with a massive nose issue, um, for and and then carried on driving round. I don't quite understand how Mazepin was still behind him, um, and and. And even when they unlapped each other, they were still a lap, well, two laps behind. 
Yeah, I don't know how that works because I think, um, well, normally what they do is they let the lap cars overtake and then catch back up to the snake in the safety car. But I suppose if you're more than one lap down, again, what's the point in even unlapping them? Why not just move them to the back? Yeah. Well, I don't quite understand why they don't. What is is the whole point with the engine? It's it's the wear on the engine of having to go around for another lap and the the fuel as well. And so that's um, why they have to go around for another lap. Yeah, I mean, so, I suppose the difference is when you've got lapped cars in the middle of the field and you have a restart, they all get in the way of each other and then all of a sudden they just it's just blue flags and it's a safety issue. So they want to kind of get them out of the way. So I suppose by making them go round to catch back up to the field again, if it doesn't matter if they're one, three, five, ten laps down, it still puts them at the back and out of the way. They can't just drop to the back because then, then, you know, you like well, the situation where you've got... I, this is what I can't understand. That, why the can't reason, they just drop back to the back? The reason they can't just drop to the back is um, I think it's, you know, conceivably you could be in a situation like where Hamilton was. He was lapped, yet he's managed to recover the second. Yes, granted, there's a lot of luck in that. But um, I, I think just, just literally just dropping to the back, it seems like a big punishment and you could be having... No, sorry, you were lapped. With people. No, you were lapped at that point. So when they restart the race, one to... to seventh or wherever Hamilton ended up being should just be racing and then eighth ninth tenth as you were behind but you've still got to make that lap up you've still got to lap them back unlap yourself as a race because officially officially if this was the real race and and we hadn't got to the point of um so if this was the real race and we hadn't um had that massive crash Hamilton would have been a lap down behind, still in eighth, but a lap down behind Perrett, behind whoever it was that was seventh. I don't mm. get why we need to unlap them. Well, again, just to get them out of the way, but dropping, they're not in dropping, the way. Yeah, dropping. Well, no, 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 they are. No, they are. If you because if you think about it, when you have a restart, everyone condenses up. So you've got everyone lined astern. Those guys have been lapped. So they've then got to get out of the way of everyone. So you're either then getting every, getting them out of the way of everyone because they're getting blue flags, aren't they? They've got to move out of the way from three yeah, turns. Yeah, but if you start, if if you if you had one to eight that hasn't been lapped, okay? Mm-hmm. Go yeah. far numbers, not by positions of where they ended up at that point of the crash. Mm. So if they go by far the number in the sense of one to eight, it goes up ahead. And then nine to oh, so, you, so you're saying 20. instead of like yeah okay so for a for a red flag situation that works yeah but for a safety car restart it doesn't because the cars are the cars are where the cars are yeah but, but no for a, because but we for red, red flag yeah for a red flag yeah, I agree flagged. I agree for a red why flag why do I agree. we why do we unlap them on a red flag I understand the yellow I understand yellow flags do not get me wrong with the unlapping yeah. but why on a red flag where the race has stopped I, the the thought is at this point that's the end of that. Why Again, do they then uh, unlap them? Apart the from only the engine, thing I can see is, is yeah, the engine wearing the fuel consumption. But they're still, in theory, going to have to still do an extra lap to win. Do you know, if this was the real race, they'd still be a lap behind. Yeah. I don't understand why they have to unlap yeah, them. I, I'm, it I'm really not, winds me up. Yeah, I, I don't think I don't think there's, it's not worth losing a lot of brain space on this one. I, I think what they've got it works. Is. I think it what doesn't they've got work. works. It doesn't, because someone that was lapped... Someone that was lapped came second. How? How did someone that was lapped come second? That is stupid. Right. That is well, not winning a race. No, no, that is on. cheating. No. Legally no, cheating, but cheating. So He okay. didn't then go... If he came oh. from eighth and unlapped everyone, took out Perez, Norris and everyone else, absolutely I agree with that. That is the most amazing drive. Right, but, but if there was a safety car or a red flag and someone was a minute ahead of the field, say, but still on the same lap, but a minute ahead of the field, if there's a safety car, they lose all of that gap. How is that fair? Who? You're saying... So, I'm saying, in a hypothetical scenario, Go you've, got some, you've got someone who's 30 seconds, a minute, whatever the gap is, they're a long way ahead of whoever's in second place, or even fifth is a long way ahead of whoever's in sixth. Yeah, yeah. If you then have a safety car or a red flag or a situation like that, all that time then gets lost. So oh, yeah, how's that? I understand fair? that. I understand. I I get where you're coming from there, but that is you're stacking them up and you're holding the ra- the the you're holding the race at that point. But unlapping is slightly easier to control and easier to deal with. You don't I agree. unlap. On you a know, I understand where you're coming from. I absolutely do. You know, Verstappen was a, half a minute ahead of uh, who was at that point. That was. Lando at that point 
when they were racing round. But equally, it doesn't make a huge amount of difference in this case because, yes, Hamilton had gone a lap down there, right? But he'd he just... He, he was behind Verstappen, right? He's gone off the track. It's taken him a good 30 seconds to get back on the track again. Yeah. And then he's had to go in, change his front wing, and then as a result of that, he then become a lap down. Yeah. So when the, when the safety car goes past, everyone up to fourth place has, has still been lapped anyway. The safety car comes out. Hamilton's then still going to catch up with the catch up with the train again. So it's not going to make a huge amount of difference because that safety car was going to be out while they looked at that barrier for a good 10 laps. The only difference it would have made is that he wouldn't have made up as many places because he wouldn't have had as many laps to do it in. He probably, he still was ninth at the point where the red flag was thrown. He didn't regain yep. that position because of a red flag for anything like that. It's not like there was a red flag and an account back and he's gained positions back or anything like that. So he still was in ninth at the restart. There still wouldn't have been a gap to the cars ahead because he, up to fourth place had been lapped. So all that would have happened was because of the red flag, it meant that the Ferraris and the McLaren didn't have to make a racing pit stop. It meant that he would have ended up finishing fifth instead of second, so it wouldn't have made a huge amount of difference in the end. But really. fifth to second, sorry, it does make a bit. It makes a huge amount of difference being fifth to second because we would have had Lando in second and a Ferrari in third. And Maybe. those points are major points. Those that kudos is major kudos for those two drivers. When Hamilton, he do you know what was more annoying about the Hamilton thing is he effed up. It was his fault. He he didn't he didn't. It was completely his fault. Although George Russell was involved, but it was yeah, no, it wasn't Russell's fault. But it was his fault for the spin. Yeah. It wasn't like he got crashed out. Yeah, but he didn't like cause he the red flag. No, I'm not that's saying just, this. That's but just no, a no, sorry, so but it's that he was the prop. He screwed up him himself. If he had screwed up in any other race himself, he would have been pushed back. But because he did screw up in this race. And he was lapped, and they had the red flag. He then it was all fine. I just don't get. It's just the same as any other situation when you have when you have a restart or a red flag. Pierre Gasly won a race last year, and Pierre, the reason Pierre Gasly won a race was because he he was racing badly and was on the wrong strategy, and then just happened to, as a result of the red flag, benefit massively from that. And then I mean, he was up trying that position. again. This, he was trying that again yeah. this time. Wasn't again, he? get so, off the wet tires, yeah. you imbecile! Again, the same with the same with Lance Stroll having a, having a, a poor race in Monza was nowhere near the pace. Hadn't made a pit stop yet because it was just rolling a dice, and then there was a red flag, and then he ended up leading the race. So, what's I going on? I love my wife. Oh, nice! Coffee just coming out, coming out of nowhere. Yep. Oh, yep. speaking of which, I need to top my coffee up. Thank you for reminding me. So it's exactly the same situation with um, with any stoppage like that. Sometimes you, you and I did dive. have a sudden you... thought about this lapping thing that actually might have only been Verstappen that lapped him. Yeah, it was Verstappen was the only person that had lapped him. Yeah, so it wouldn't have made much difference at all. It just meant that on track he would have caught back up. Mm. I get where you're on about now, but still. I say because of the lack of racing laps, he probably wouldn't have got past. He probably would have got past Ricardo for fifth, but he wouldn't have got past well, Leclerc and Sainz. I just think that it just if had it been, I'd, I know you can't have one rule for one, one rule for the other. Yeah, but if, if that's the thing, it's I the same for everyone. Like, yeah, I feel you can't like just keep if, changing it to suit certain circumstances. Yeah. If, as long as you've got a flat out rule that's always there and it's always the same. Then, if people benefit from it, people benefit from it. That whole Monza Grand Prix really annoyed me because that would have been Science first, Norris second potentially, or or first third at, at least, you know. But because of the red flag, it meant that all of a sudden these other cars got thrown in front of them, and that's just the luck of the draw. Because they made a pit stop a couple of laps earlier. If they hadn't made that pit stop, they'd have been first and second when yeah. Hamilton took his penalty, and that would have been on merit as well. Because yeah. that's where they were before Hamilton had uh, before Hamilton went through the pit lane, but it's what happens, you know. It's you, you've you've seen it countless times in the past where people have, um, you know, Hamilton's lost races and won races because he's he's had the best strategy or a driver has been on the best strategy, and then in that gap when the first driver takes the pit stop, and then all of a sudden something happens. There's a safety car. There's a virtual safety car. The other person's able to jump them, not fairly, not on pace. But it's what happens. It's live sport. Sometimes things so the, happen. Um, the, the other thing I want to talk to you about is the previous two seasons, 
not the last season, but the previous two before that, what was that, 19 and eight, 18 and mm-hmm. 19, there was not a single red flag. What's changed the last two years? And I've got a theory on this, because I don't think it is where the cars are ending up, because I think they are safely... I think it's the amount of debris that is being created on tracks to have so many red cars. And I wonder if the makeup of these new eco-friendly cars is creating a lot more debris or... I don't think so because it's still carbon fiber that gets hit and gets shattered. I don't think it's. I think it's more of a um, where it's been. It's been the, the safety element. They're not allowing cars to race with damaged barriers because if someone, I think since your Bianchi's death, yeah, that's kind of what's prompted it. Where you you can't but have Bianchi's death was a it was a few years ago. Twenty fourteen, so, he had his accident. Yeah, so he died in twenty fifteen. Why not in seventeen and I think it's just as I said, I think it's just um it's not a common thing. I mean look, it is. It happened I mean, okay, how many look, did it we happened have last twice year? it happened twice last year and it's happened once this year. So you know no, that's more than twice last year, I'm sure. Well, it was Monza and Magello. Oh, twice wasn't it? in twice in twice in a race, wasn't yeah, it? Twice, yeah, oh, twice yeah, twice in Monza and, and once Bahrain. in Magello. Oh yeah, 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 true. Yeah, so three. <laughs> I forgot about Bahrain. But yeah, so I mean, that's four. Twice again, in one race we had. It's damaging barriers. That's what it is. You can't have a damaged barrier because then if someone else goes in, if one if one person goes in there, someone else can go in there. Whereas in the past, like I remember watching, I think it was like a race in Detroit one year, and it, there was loads of problems, loads of uh, loads can of cars breaking down. We not talk about down. the American, the new American track. I can't. No, no, no. It's not even not even talk about it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and it's just you just had cars just breaking down and. It was a really tight street circuit. There was no runoff, and you just had cars sitting on the side of the track off the racing line. You'd literally go around the corner. There'd be three cars parked lined astern that are broken down. They're just sitting on the track. It's like, but that's that. You know, we don't that's leave cars period. on racetracks anymore because, like, safety and everything. Yeah. So I think it's more of like the, the the safety concerns and everything. They just they're just taking things a little bit more seriously now. Not that they weren't and, taking it seriously before, but they're just they're just taking more into account now and. And with just the, not this race, chance. with this race, there was a lot of mistakes by drivers. Was it mistakes by drivers, or was it mistakes by the rain? If that makes, I think it's just it's it's a very tight track. It's very unforgiving. People don't know it that well because they haven't raced there a lot lately. Um, I mean, we just... nearly lost Verstappen at one point yeah. in the restart. Yeah. Well, I mean, how many how many times before before um, apart from last year's Imola Grand Prix with George Russell, how often do we see cars spin behind the safety car? I think Grosjean did it Squirrel! once. Yeah, Grosjean did it once. Russell did it last year. How many it times just, did we get it this does, year? Yeah, and in in the last race, we had about seven instances of people either half spinning or spinning either on I the way to the grid or behind the safety car. Is keep the, there's something going on with tyres and brakes at the moment because we obviously saw Aston Martin's brakes explode, both, not just on one car, both cars. Yeah. And I say explode, I, I'm not obviously meaning that, but you know what I mean. Burn up. And then and then they're, they're obviously trying to keep their tyres warm or cool, I can't quite tell, when they're behind the safety car. Um, and I think because they're trying to do that, they're hitting a lot of extra dirt, they're hitting a lot of extra, they're off the racing lines, they're in the water, you know, the puddles and everything. I just think there's an issue with these tyres again this year and no one's talking about it because I feel that that's what's causing the issues behind the safety car. I think that's what's causing the lots of silly little mistakes. It's either, I don't know whether the brake ducting is, the rules are too tight for brake ducting. I don't know. Or they're trying to finely tune it or what, but the the Alpines, um, what's his name? Alpines um, one at Bahrain. Alonso, sorry, we're going up very, very hot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we've had the Aston Martin this time. And they're very different systems for the brake ducting. What's going on with those? Any ideas? I think they're just they're just running them to the limit. Um, I With Aston Martin, I've got no idea. I mean, we know they didn't design those brake ducts, so <laughs> it's, it's probably something to do with that. Um, but no sympathy whatsoever with, uh, right. with Aston Martin. But um, yeah, it, I think they're just running it to the limit. But one thing that really annoyed me with, with Aston Martin this weekend, I didn't pick up on it at first, but I only really sort of just thought about it today. Um, so it seems that both Stroll and Vettel had issues, and it seems like everyone was fixing Stroll's car. Oh, what a great job we got Stroll in the race. Oh, hang on. Vettel had a problem as well. Shit. Oh, right. you better, what is better, going better on stop with Vettel? in the pits. 
What's well, going on with Vettel? Vettel. What is going? He had it. This, he didn't really exact, it. Has he taken his whole engineering team no. from Ferrari and just moved them over to Aston, and then wondering what's going, what's happening? He didn't like, really put a foot wrong today. Oh, today, yesterday. Yeah, but what's going on? No, but it's, I mean, it's, it's the same with the engineering team. It's the same thing that happened with Ferrari. It was always he was second in line with this car with with whatever issues it was, and it's yeah. and but, it's yeah. Now, they just, it's it seems the like they thing. just didn't even want to fix his car. And then he ended up starting from the pit lane. Well, was there more thought of let's? I think their probable thought is okay. We've only got the manpower, probably due to COVID, to concentrate on one car, and we've and got to just race Stroll. parts. Let's have Stroll. He's further up the track. He's in a better position. He's daddy's boy. He's daddy's boy as well. But I think, to be honest, no, I think he was further up the track. He was in a better position. Why would you not concentrate on that car? If it was Hamilton or Bottas, who would they have chosen? I, I just don't if think it was Hamilton or Bottas who well, would yeah. well whoever who, probably whoever had the best chance of winning the race in all likelihood yeah let's be well, honest in we that situation yeah, yeah but precisely. it depends on and, and with and, but then the question would be for Stappen or Perez who would have you chosen oh they, they, they had to come for Stappen wouldn't they do you reckon can you imagine yeah. being on the front line ah sorry yeah. they'd, sorry they'd lads they'd have gone for we're going to go with Verstappen yeah about <laughs> like, that that is quite funny. Like we're gonna go. You, well done on getting third pole, mate. Well done. But we're actually gonna worry about. He the didn't third. get pole. He got second, didn't he? Oh, but sorry. Even, even so. Sorry. Got yeah. second. Um. So um. Bottas and the Russell crash. Oh my god. Uh, Whose fault was it? Well, I, I, I've, let's decide this one. Do you know what? I've, I, I've turned around a little bit more on this. I mean, we were both on the Grid Talk podcast last night, and we, we, we were both kind of on a, uh, uh, on a similar opinion that Russell did nothing wrong, and there was no real blame to be had. But if you had to pick someone to blame, you'd pick Bottas. But now no, I never said that. No, this I is what kidding. I said. This is what I said. I think we both said Russell did nothing wrong. Mm. Uh, I think. Did you say it was a racing incident? Well, I no, I said, I said there was no right. So what I and and you can probably quote me on this, but I I can't remember exactly. But my thought now is, and my thought then hasn't changed. So um, it was that Bottas possibly didn't leave enough room for um for Russell pushing him slightly too tight, but Russell was pushing far too hard on the outside and then hit the grass and his. And just couldn't, and just lost control of it at that point. Um, whether he did a little nervous twitch because Bottas did a nervous twitch and he did a nervous twitch back, I think there was enough room to get down there. I think also, let's be honest, if you're a Merc, you're not really going to want a Williams racing past you. <laughs> so that, that's still the sort of same thought is that I still blame Russell, to be honest. I don't think Bottas overly did anyway, but let's see what your thoughts are. So, as I said yesterday, I said Russell is absolutely not at fault and Bottas isn't really at fault. Um, I mean, keep in mind that last night, uh, because due to the due to the delay in in the race and obviously the slow pace of the race due to the rain, we are on this uh, on this podcast what like an hour hour odd after the race had finished. Uh, co- Forty minutes after yeah, we were the, co- on. the coverage was still going. So you know, I hadn't seen any interviews, I hadn't seen any replays or anything. It was purely on just what I'd seen during the race, whilst also trying to make notes for the podcast. So um, now that I've seen it a few more times. I think I think it's more Russell than Bottas. I do. I think um, I thought that Bottas was was drifting across to uh, to defend his position, and then Russell just ran out of space. Having seen it again, Bottas stayed completely on the only dry line there was through that section of the track. His engineer was telling him that that Russell was coming behind him, but he was just maintaining position. And if you look at the point where Russell puts a wheel on the grass. There's plenty of space. He doesn't need to be that far out. He's got spooked because because Bottas is coming across the track, but he's only following the line that he would be following. Russell had every right to go for the overtake, but he's just he's just not clinical enough. Do you know what? And I said, I think I said this in a text or some message to you yesterday, and I might have even said it on the podcast. It felt like Russell was going past Bottas and almost shat himself that he was sorry. That's where we're. Shat's anyway, fine. It, Chat's fine. Always shat himself that he was going past Bottas 
And he mm. was almost like, oh my God, I'm passing Ferrari! And Ferrari, a Mercedes, oh crap! And then just lost it again. Because he wasn't concentrating, because he was trying to get past the Mercedes mm. and Bottas. He wasn't, you know, um, he certainly wasn't concentrating on the race. And then, okay, fine. The racing instant is a racing instant. What disappointed me more than anything was his reaction. Yeah. His reaction, and I don't blame, I don't blame Bottas' yeah. reaction to him. We've we've called we've called this episode "How to Lose Drives and Alienate Toto," and that's for, you know that's that's just like you know I mean, lose I your job one hundred and one right there from Russell. But I did also say this probably goes quite well in his favour because it looks like he's got spunk and wants to fight for the race. Do well, you know what I mean? And and then, I, and I saw to be honest, I saw what he he pull up online. Uh, well, I saw a comment. I don't know if it's true, but it, it had George Ross's name. And his the comment said that um, he why he was overtaking the Mercedes and the Mercedes was pushing for him. Why would Bottas fight for that space if he? Yeah, was yeah, the that person? was. And, yeah, I've I've actually yeah. heard him say that quote. Um, I've actually okay. seen the interview where he said that. Okay. Because he's fighting for the same seat you're racing for, you Egypt. Yeah, but that that's irrelevant. That is why. It's still that, a space yeah, on the racetrack. It's a Merc, you're still fighting. Yeah. yeah. You're still it's, fighting. It's, it's a Merc. place on the racetrack. It's irrelevant whether it's 1st, 10th, 21st. Yeah. It's, yeah you, but it's, of it's a place he's on the racetrack. Fight. Of course he's not going to yield because you're the new boy that's yeah. coming in. Russell was on warmer tyres on, on a wet track. He was better. Yeah. He'd, Bottas had not long come out of the pits. He was still trying to bring his tyres up to temperature he really struggled with with tyre warm up all race it took him about yeah. 10 laps to get the tyres in the temperature window in the first stint which is why he was falling back so he knew that obviously he's got the second quickest car on track he was yeah. he was gonna be able to pull away from Russell once he'd got the tyres in the operating window so of course he's gonna defend because right now Russell's quicker but in a couple of laps time Bottas is gonna be able to pull away of and, he's, he's and then you're fighting against with Russell behind him yeah but um so Russell then he he, he said to Bottas uh, are you trying to kill us was what he said to him in the car Bottas couldn't actually hear what you were saying but you know clearly he was being quite aggressive towards Bottas and that's why Bottas gave him the finger yeah. but I think it's you just don't really whack bad someone form. around the head yeah no that you was, do that not was whack more just, someone that was more just flipping that wasn't that wasn't I don't attack. care how flipping it is but, I don't yeah. care how flipping it is you do not whack someone around the head when they've just been in a crash but the uh, the the interview with Toto Wolf for me is quite telling they've Go asked on. they've asked him about the interview uh, and he said um, about the you, I, about I, that incident. You mean? I'm, I'm, yeah, I may be paraphrasing a little bit here, but basically, what the gist of it was, they asked Toto about the accident, and then Toto said, um, "The worst thing George can do is try and prove himself to us. In five years, Valtteri has never once tried to prove himself." And then he said um, something along the lines of. Um, he jokes with Russell about not getting the Mercedes drive and then racing in uh, racing in the Clio Cup instead. I think right now he's closer to the Clio Cup than a Mercedes drive. And he needs to race Mercedes cars differently to how he races other cars. Because, valid point, a complete rebuild, probably a new chassis on that car, with the budget cap, apparently now that is going to limit the amount of development they can do because they can only spend so much money a year. And now they're going to have to replace that car. That's going to be vital aerodynamic parts they can't bring to that car now. So he said he needs to think more about what he's doing when he's racing he needs a Mercedes. to protect the Mercedes. He needs to protect the Mercedes. Yeah. Now, he's, he shouldn't be racing. It's, it's very strange for them to be racing anyway because, yeah. let's be honest, they should be polar opposites to the back. But... The Williams car is not that rubbish this year. It's very peaky, isn't it? Some races it's, are going to be quick, some races are going to be it's, slow. But like, it's but I think not one as thing, rubbish as we all thought it would be. And it's not fighting. They're not fighting with the houses. They're fighting with the Alpines and the yeah. You know, they're not. But there will be races when it's back there with the Haas. I will be. The, but he, they're fighting more. With they're fighting for eighth. The, the eighth, which is a lot more. Than they were last year. Oh yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. They're yeah. fighting they're... Alpha really mm. a lot more than they would ever fight in yeah. Alpha this year. Last I see year. them as like some races ahead of Alpha, some races, most races behind yeah. Alpha. But on the odd time when they're ahead of them, they're gonna they need to start getting points. Today yeah. was a race, and where they've they got both two good. Got I mean, we talked about this yesterday. The Latifi's actually not that bad a driver. No, no, he's not. He's and, we always knew he was a decent and, driver. But... And Russell is a good driver, but he just showed a his rookie immatureness yesterday mm -hmm. um yes it was yesterday he showed 
he didn't he didn't protect the Merc. Protect your Merc, mate. You know, that's your seat. You've just crashed into your yeah, car. I think that's one what thing, you've just literally done. One thing we've got to stress though is that he did absolutely nothing wrong from a racing perspective to go for that move, but politically where he's racing his employers effectively, he should he should treat that Mercedes almost like it's a teammate. But, but I, from a racing perspective, he did nothing wrong. If that was any yes. other car on the track, no, as I said, in in the racing perspective, he did nothing wrong. If he was if he smashed into that into a, like a Ferrari, no one would have cared. But it was his reaction after that showed his um, yeah. I think humidity. that's and you've gone on me. Can anyone else see Tom? Is well, this I just can see me, me talking? Look, we did this last week where it was just me talking. Oh, Tom's back. Hello. Tom's back. I didn't go anywhere. Hello. Hello. Yeah, You're you right? did. Well, I... Oh, well. You keep... <laughs> Tom's back. Seemed fine. Um, I can't remember what I was saying. Um, anyway, basically, it, yeah. it was basically... Hit, right, so, so Lando... Um, so, not Lando. Why am I bringing Lando into this? We'll get uh, on to so Lando. Russell, so, <laughs> Russell... Russell... Um, yeah, the racing instrument was fine. If it was a Ferrari, you can crash into that. Absolutely no problem, <laughs> you know. But even it, but even if it was the Merc, again, still in some ways, no problem. It was his reaction after that was disappointing, mm-hmm. and he's still fighting that reaction and and trying to justify that reaction instead of just going, "Look, I was bloody pissed off, and I took it out." And you know, Valtteri, sorry, but you know, I felt you were in the wrong at that point. But that's what he needs to say, and and not hide from Toto Wolf, which he, it's, it was suggested he was hiding. Well, he wasn't hiding. Um, he actually kind of doubled down, didn't he? He was then saying he he said in multiple interviews that he he had done nothing wrong, and it's all Valtteri's fault. Yeah, but that's the wrong thing to say. Absolutely, it's the wrong Don't, thing to say. D- like even if it was his fault, just go like, like I think it was Valtteri's fault, but it was the problem was it was a racing incident. I was trying to get past him. I thought this happened, but whatever he thought happened, like he he moved into my, into my lane. I'll have to look at the replays, but that's what I thought at this moment. So look, let me look at the replays. Let me, you know, if 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 I was wrong, I will go up and apologise to Valtteri. Mm. That's what he should be saying. Like, so he's still defending himself, but not being an absolute ass about it. And that is not the way to be at all, at all. And. We everyone talks about Hamilton being an ass, but if he's done something wrong, he ninety five percent of the time apologizes. Oh, all the time if he's done you something know. wrong. Sorry, yeah. he's, and he's he's an absolute role model. Yeah, you look so, at the way he he he. Uh, oh, the way he congratulated um, and, uh, and Verstappen and, and Verstappen. Yeah, and yeah, you he know. does this thing is because people are so used to seeing him win, and then they don't. Some people don't want to see him win, and then he celebrates when he wins. That gets people's go. Obviously, you know, if your football team loses, or or yeah. you know, whatever other sport you follow, if they lose, and then the other team celebrate, you're going to be annoyed at that. So people get annoyed at him because he celebrates a win. But you look, whenever he loses, he's, he's very gracious. Yeah, he's losing, very sorry. he's very gracious losing. Now, if he feels he's been wronged, then absolutely. But if he gets beaten, if he get, you know, if he makes a mistake or just gets completely outpaced then that's fine. He is absolutely magnanimous in defeat and he always congratulates and he's an absolute role model in that sense. Now, if he's, again, if he gets wronged or there's a bad steward's decision that he feels is wrong, he's, of course he's going to fire his corner. Of course he's going to argue his case, but he always congratulates and I think he's an absolute yeah. role model in that case. Yeah, and I mean, let's talk about that. The, um, Should we actually talk about the race winner, which we haven't? I the mean, race winner. He's... I mean, the, the thing was, it was a great race. He nearly lost it during the, the safety car. Yeah. But he, but again, it, to be honest, it was a bit of a Hamilton. I forgot he was in the race because everything was going on behind him. Well, yeah, I mean, like, from for ages, you sort of just like, oh yeah, Verstappen's just driving around in circles. Happy yeah, from, from the uh, from the red flag onwards, we hardly saw him. Yeah, and even at the, from the beginning, we didn't overly see him. He was getting a bit of an attack from Hamilton, but yeah, he, he wasn't. It wasn't was... like a major. Thing he was all. getting very, he was getting very tetchy just before the pit stops because he was worried that Hamilton was going to come past him because Hamilton had the pace to win that race, yeah. and it was Mercedes really that that blundered it with their with their pit stop, and uh, which happens not, quite regularly at the moment yeah, as well. I mean, it wasn't like a horrendous pit stop. Don't get me wrong, but the, I mean, given that the Verstappen was coming out into traffic, they could have then left. Hamilton had so much grip left on his tyres. You can see he had so much tread left on those tyres compared to Verstappen, where they were almost bald. And he Verstappen had to stop them because he had, had he had no tyres left. 
So it was a gamble going on to the dries. I mean, he did a stunning outlap, don't get me wrong. But then he came across all that traffic and he lost so much time in that traffic. I do think that if they'd have then said, you know, give it the first two sectors, coming into the third sector, okay, you know, that mid-sector, the, the two cars are neck and neck. This isn't going to work. Verstappen's going to be quicker in the final sector than Hamilton. He's not, you know, we're going to have to do like a sub-two-second pit stop. Don't back yourself in that scenario. Just then say, well, do you know what? Let's extend. At the moment, we've got a 50-50 chance of getting the lead. Let's just extend. Verstappen's got traffic coming up. Let's let's just see if we can extend and then overcut. And I think through that traffic then, Hamilton, a couple of really fast laps, he could have then, he had a better chance of, of jumping Verstappen on the overcut. But and, again, it was a Mercedes. It was, it was a slightly a slow pit stop, which then meant that there was Giovinazzi level with Hamilton. But this is and the they thing had to wait for Giovinazzi Merck. to come past. And that was it. That's the, the race gone. What's going on with Merckx? Their pit stop, they obviously are not concentrating at all on their pit stop. Well, no, they, they are. I mean, they're, they're just, they're not. Mm, they're they not. are the ones that have the most issues. No, I, I, I think they are. No, I think they name look one like, other team that has more issues than them. In well, pit there's stops. lots of teams. McLaren are quite bad at pit stops. They're worse than Mercedes. No, Mercedes are the worst. No, they're not. They're not. It's because you see it more because they're, they're in the winning positions. The amount of times we see other other teams have issues in the pits as well. Red Bull have issues in the pits, but they're just not as often. The amount of times we see Ferrari have issues in the pits. Alfa Romeo have Merck. issues in the pits. I still no, it's, think it's, Merck's the worst. It always looks worse because because they're the ones no, that are in those what, top positions. I think what, sorry, I, I, you're probably right. What I think is is more of it is that the Mercs are more catastrophic. Yeah, Merck oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. issues are more catastrophic than anyone else's. Yeah. Like oh, Red yeah, Bull yeah. issues, okay, they're either fighting for second or they're so far ahead in first. It doesn't really make much difference, but they always, I mean, they're saying that, um, Merckx's Bottas pit was super fast um, yeah. and was probably one of the smoothest of the day to be honest mm. um, but um, that like Verstappen was a great it was a great race for Verstappen I mean was it a great race from I know like I'm not going to bash your boy here but was it a great race for Nando or was it well played from the team and should and um, how would you think Ricardo? How I do think, you think Ricardo? How do I think Ricardo? What do you think what? about Ricardo's reaction to all of this? Uh, well, he's he's not had a great race, has he? Um, he just didn't have the pace. But Whereas right. Lando, Lando had the pace all weekend. He had the, he had pace in hand over Ricardo all weekend, and you know the only reason Ricardo was ahead of Norris on track at the start of the race was obviously because Norris was just you know slightly misjudged his qualifying lap completely on him you know that's his that's his mistake um and then you know the time that he set in q3 was on used tires so of course it's going to be nowhere near as quick as uh, as his overall top pace now that that's him you know you can call it inexperienced or just being a little too greedy you know just a little bit more steering lock in turn nine and then he's put himself in third or fourth worst case scenario fourth even if he just takes it easy on that on that turn nine but yeah it's as part of the learning curve and he just had an absolutely stunning race i think for the race, I can't think of anyone else that had the more perfect race than Lando Norris. I mean, maybe Charles Leclerc. But even Charles Leclerc, he got overtaken twice by Lando Norris in the race. So you can't... I mean, that... No prizes for guessing who my driver of the day is going to be. But it's... But, like, what about... What about Verstappen? Like, apart from that little dodgy little hit in the, hit in the chicane, well, again, uh, um, the, the pass that was on, the only issue he had. The pass on lap one uh, was fine. Nothing wrong with that whatsoever. That's great. Good start. Uh, he uh, he almost lost it on the restart. And he also lost loads of time in traffic and started getting flustered uh, and allowed Hamilton to come back into play. Now, I don't, I'm don't. i not saying that he's had a bad race whatsoever because he hasn't. He's been fantastic. If you're looking at driver today, it's neck and neck between Verstappen okay. and Norris. In regards to Lando, what is your thoughts on this? I've got no power. I've got no power. Every time we go around a corner, I've got no power. Well, like, he's, no, you, know you do have power because you're moving forward quite fast, mate. I think. I think he's. I think he's just probably. He's in the best ever position in a race, and you, when you're in that kind of position, you feel every little gremlin, every little creak, every little squeak. You hear it, you feel it, and then you report it back because you don't want that car to conk out on you. I think that's more what it is. But apparently, what was happening was his his knee pad was was hitting his clutch 
paddle on the back of the steering wheel, which is why he was saying like when he was going through certain corners that uh, the the gear the gear shifts were were out yeah, of sync. Yeah, that's the one who's he's kept like, losing. Like, the, ge- the gears keep the gears keep skipping. It's like, mate, you're knocking the paddle. Oh, don't worry. <laughs> so I think, I think some of it though. I think some of it is also playing games, in the sense of oh my car. You know, I'm losing power in the corners. Either it's code for something else, or and 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 it also sends the message of, okay, we're not as fast as we're looking. You know, the guys behind are gonna try doing silly things, and we can pull off or whatever. Maybe. I just feel like that there, there's a little bit of gameplay in, and it happens with Hamilton. You'll always notice oh, Hamilton yeah. has tires are gone, Bono. My tires are gone. My tires are gone. No, they're fine. Just and then and then everyone just ignores him. Ah, oh, crap! My tires just blown. Uh, three wheels oh, on my gonna, wagon. Oh, there's going to be there's going to be so much so much game playing going on all through the race. You know, there's going to there be se- and I think secret codes for everything. Like like when when there's cars coming through to lap people. Like for example, when when Bottas was being lapped by Verstappen, I guarantee the radio call was probably. Max is coming up behind you. Lewis isn't far behind, or something along that. And that is code for don't let Verstappen pass too easily. Yeah, but they can't yeah. say that, obviously. No. But what was really interesting was the the fact that they did blatantly just go, uh, "We're going to swap you over and just see how we're yeah, going." Well, again, well, that's, so, that's, that's fine. That's fine because Nor- at that tactics, point, Norris, isn't it? Yeah, that's fine. There's there's no there's no rules against team orders anymore. There was no re- there's nothing against that. But what they can't yeah. do is say slow him up, you know, because that's against the, that's against the sporting regs. You can't do that. But what they can do is swap the drivers around. No reason why not. There's nothing in the rules so they can't do that. Not anymore. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's a good idea. Well, I you can't police it. For you can't police it. Yeah, I'm you, glad they, that they've he tried did to police it, to... and then it's just been it's just been axed because you can't police it. I think I I like that he's got to the point. I mean, you could police that because it was such an obvious move over and. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, all they'll do is they'll send him a message saying um, set mix to point B or whatever, and then yeah. that is code for let your teammate through he's quicker than you. It yeah. just they'll just come up with all these different codes to to mean different things. So it's yeah. it's not policeable in that sense. At least this way, it's all out in the open and people know exactly what it means. Yeah, and they were trying to play the he's. We just want to test if he's quicker than you, and if he's not, we put you all back yeah. as you yeah. were. And then straight away he pulls out a couple of seconds. Yeah. So that would Take have been that, uh, that would have been difficult for him to see. Yeah, would have been difficult for him to see. But uh, yeah, so I want to talk about Raikkonen's post-race penalty because Raikkonen finished on, on track in ninth, um, and then he got he got his points removed. He got a thirty-second penalty and dropped back to like thirteenth or something. So this is this is interesting because um, I say it's interesting. People are going to start switching off because it's boring. Oh, here um, we go. Get your beds yeah. comfy, lads. No, because you got the you got the Perez situation where Perez uh, Perez went into the gravel and then came back on track, and two cars had gone past him, and uh, and then he overtook them behind the safety car to then take back his position and got a penalty. Um, now the the rules are slightly why different. Why did why did the why didn't why didn't Leclerc just carry on? Oh, what, because the what, when, broke heavily. What you mean when Verstappen spun? No. Yes. When was it when Verstappen? No. Who was behind? No. Who was behind? Um, who was behind Perez when he spun? It was Ricardo and Gasly. Okay, sorry. Why well, they both broke heavily? They did at first, yeah, because they weren't sure if he was going to stay on track or not. And then when he went off track, they were like, "Oh no, actually, we can pass him." So they went past. But him. they still let him pass. This is what I don't understand. Well, they didn't. He still. Well, Perez he still took, flew Perez past. Took, Perez took the positions back, didn't he? How? Well, he just drove past him because there wasn't. It wasn't but, but racing. How? But well, how? Because because this is what I can't understand. It's behind the yeah, safety but, car. But They're then, going half speed. So did he then break the speed limit as well? Well, no. There's no speed limit behind the safety car. You just have to stay. You just have to stay within ten car lengths of the car. This in front. is what I can't understand because there is a speed limit. Whatever the speed is. No, there's no speed. The speed limit is the speed the safety car's going, and you have to stay within ten car lengths of the car in front. But then, obviously, then the car was um, because of the gap that Perez left. Was Gasly and Ricardo not? I'm I'm completely lost on what you're trying to say here. I don't understand so, what point you're right. making. My point is that, right, because I know what you're going to go on to, and I just want to get this on first. Right, we're in the Perez one. Perez spun off. Yeah. Okay. Very much unlike the um, 
the what's his chops, the Verstappen one, where Perez, where Verstappen didn't go off, but and everyone broke behind because mm-hmm. he was the pace car. Mm-hmm. Completely understand that, but Perez went off. Mm-hmm. Ricardo and Gasly broke heavily. Mm-hmm. Why did they not then speed up and close the gap? How did Perez get past them back into position without speeding past them? Without like, what, at what point did they allow him to jump in front of them? This is what I can't well, understand. They're, going, they're, they're, they're going. They're going so slowly at that point. But, but they course. still managed to let him through. And I don't well, get this. Yeah, they're going so slowly. And then Perez just didn't go as slow as them. So he drove past them. Of course he's going to get past them. He did, he did that because he, he believed that he was able to do that. His, his team should have told him he absolutely shouldn't have done that. But, what rule was that in? That even I can work that rule out. Well, yeah, you can't. It's a safety car. You're not allowed to yeah. overtake. Yeah. It's kind of, yeah. But like, say, if, if you go off track... Yeah, what I, was trying to, what I was trying to point out here is there's a slight difference with the with the Raikkonen situation in that Raikkonen believed that he Raikkonen did the same thing as Perez, but the slight difference in the Raikkonen situation was that he did that on the way back to the grid under safety car, like what was effectively the formation lap before the restart, but the restart was behind the safety car. There's different rules for a formation lap. In a formation lap, if you leave the track you can overtake to retake your position so long as the overtaking is done before you get to the first safety car line or before the safety or before the safety car lights go out and unfortunately for Raikkonen he hadn't retook those positions before before the safety car lights had gone out that's why he got the penalty it's just a very slight difference because the rules kind of contradict each other yeah so like you obviously got you can't overtake behind the safety car but you can overtake on a parade lap to the grid which is behind the safety car in this scenario. So it's a bit of a contradicting rule. So it's just one of these one of these slight different situations and he's just kind of fallen foul of the regulations there. Um so it's just kind of it's just to really to clear up that confusion because it it's definitely one that people can think, well hang on, why did he think he could pass anyway? Because Perez got a penalty for that. But it's just yeah. a slight inconsistency in the regulations because some scenarios can exist in two realities. Whereas um no, in this situation, it could have been one or two different things. Yeah, because I have no idea what the, what the deal was. Right, uh, Sonoda. Let's talk about the wee little lad. I don't know why he's gone Scottish. Um, yeah, Charlie's not on this week. No, Charlie's not on this week. Um, Sonoda. Um, what's... Charlie's not on this week. I haven't used that one this for one. a while, so. Yeah, <laughs> Charlie, um, little Yuki. Yeah, he's annoying me a little, little bit. Man, controversial. He's annoying me a little bit. Now I know, like English isn't his first language, and you know, when you learn a new language, the first thing you do is learn swear words. I'm effing but... traffic or something. Wasn't yeah, it? I'm, I'm, I'm effing like... paradise traffic. Or yeah. He's talking about Perez. He was saying that Perez, Perez and like, is he oh, stupid? That was, no, that and, was the, that was been practice. Yeah, in qualifying, wasn't it? I think. But yeah, it's um, he's just like it? he's just he's just Sorry, overly gosh. aggressive over the radio, and it's starting to annoy me a little bit, to be honest. I know, like it, people think, oh, it's cute. It's like a kitten attacking a dog, you know. But it's it's just. <sighs> I think it's going to, when he starts getting in a position where he's going to be winning races or pushing to win races, I think it's going to, it's going to get very old very quickly. And I think he, he just need. I know he's, he's only a little kid. He's only what, 20, 21 years old or something, but he needs to, yeah. he, that's one thing he's going to have to do as he gets older. He's going to have to learn to temper that a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I had him down for first retirement because I thought, well, you know, he's, he's, he's throwing moves up the inside when you've got postcodes of runoff in Bahrain but is he going to do that in Imola and I think to be honest yeah he wasn't the first retirement but I think I was dead right in what I said about him how many mistakes did he make how many times did we see him in the gravel he totaled the car he totaled the car in in qualifying trying too hard so you know I think I think he's just trying to prove himself Mm. he'll settle down absolutely he'll cool down the little pocket rocket will calm down a little bit Mm. let's be honest he did quite well from where he where he started we can't be, ba- yeah, you know, well, he, he ends he, up 12th, he had, didn't he? he had, from... Well, he had, he had multiple trips through the gravel. We had, what, four or five cars that completely took themselves out of contention. So I don't think yeah. he did that well. I mean, like people were saying on the Grid Talk podcast last night, he'd had a good race. And I mean, I wasn't talking about him. I wasn't picked to talk about him. And I'm glad because I would have upset quite a few people of what I would have said. Because I don't think he had a good race at all. Yeah. 
I mean, he made a couple I mean, of overtakes, which was good. But again, in those conditions, it's kind of he was just his risk versus reward, and he was trying a lot of moves. And for them, it, like he's in a car that isn't going to be reward worthy. Well, it is. It's like it's almost as quick as the McLaren that car. Do you think? Yeah, it's this is what I mean. I mean, I, like I was looking around for like stats to pull out um, at the end of the race if things had changed and. Uh, and uh, I was looking at Sean's Twitter and he was putting out some possible stats and things like that. And I was just looking at general things as well. Um, the best one I could come up with was the whole double British podium, first double British podium since China 2012, uh, which everyone seems to have picked up on. Um, this is the first but, Red Bull podium since 2013. There we go. The first Red, Red Bull winning. podium. Red, Red 20- Bull win since 2013. It's not the first Red Bull win since 2013. That's just wrong. He won in Abu Dhabi. I'm going to have to go and look at this now. First no, Red, Red Bull, Bull wins. Sorry, Red Bull in Italy. I said. Oh, First in Italy. Oh yeah, Italy yeah, 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 yeah. Twenty thirteen. Oh yeah, that'll be it. First red flag in Imola since nineteen ninety four. Awkward. Yeah, at the same corner, Tamburello. Oh really? Yeah. Um, but no, the, the 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 stat I was looking at was um, was that the last Honda one two three was in nineteen eighty eight, and I was thinking Gasling could get P three here behind a Red Bull one two. That's how quick that oh, Alfa Tori is. Yeah. So that's that's what I was getting at there. It's a quick you know, part. every time every time they talk about some random fact, they're like, oh, Sean sent them an email. <laughs> yeah, no, he sends he sends them a pack, doesn't he, with all the all the stuff in, and if things yeah, are but, happening during the race, he sends them as well. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Sean sent an email at that point. You could tell just yeah. when new fact comes in, they get really excited by it. They're like, yeah. oh, <laughs> the youngest yes. podium or. Get in touch with us if you want Sean back on again, because I'm sure he would come back on, but I don't want to just go to the same guests all the time. He's great. He's he's hilarious. So get in touch with us if you want Sean back <laughs> yeah, on. And we we'll, don't uh, mind chatting to Sean. Yeah, we're quite happy. This is really weird this week, because we haven't had a guest or someone with us. Yeah. We well, yeah. We, we, we haven't we're had have, this ourselves. We're going to have uh, Philip Matthew on, uh, but... Well, but uh, to talk about IndyCar, but the trouble is because he we record in the afternoons and right now he is asleep guaranteed it's it's half past three in the afternoon for him that's like five o'clock in the morning or something so he is not going to be awake is he over the other side is he in the la side uh i know he's nine hours behind so um what we're going to do is yes, I'm, I'm going to jump on with side. phil excuse me i'm going to jump on with phil and we're going to talk about indycar with him separately and probably josh as well if josh can come on who's his co-host on the grip script podcast so i was on the grip strip podcast last week talking about an indycar preview which is hilarious considering how much i know about indycar compared to those guys um so that, that was that was quite hilarious uh, oh what do you think is going to happen i'm like uh <laughs> but uh, yeah no that's awkward fine. uh no it's fine i, I think when are you I, recording that it's done it's, it's live. It went live last week. No, when are you recording for our one? So uh, we're not entirely certain yet. The next couple of days, me and Phil are going to jump on and we're going to we're going to talk about the IndyCar. So we'll touch on the IndyCar a little bit later on, but we won't go so into details on it. So we might do a drop-in or something? There will be. Yeah, well, it won't be a drop-in. It'll be a separate podcast. We'll, it, so you'll probably get a two-podcast week um, or might just tie it in with next week as well. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Is there but, an Indi- there's no IndyCar next week, is there? So. Uh, yeah, I think, I think we've got some Pete's next week. I'll have a quick oh, look on the on the calendar. Quick look on the calendar. So next week we have St. Pete's and Valencia Formula E. So no Formula One, just IndyCar and Formula E next week. So we'll have Charlie back on next week. Um, so Charlie. I might do. I might do a double oh, really? header. Might do an indie double header with Phil. Let me know when you're doing that Phil talk. I might decide to wake up. Okay, I'll let you know, and then if you join, you join. That'd be good. Cool, cool. Okay. Um, I was um, going through the diary and putting all the things in. I was like, oh, I'm not looking forward to the middle of winter having to get up. Yeah. Well, you can always you can always look on, on the file I've got on the Dropbox. That's got everything in there you can look at. And it's quite know, scary like at times. Five o'clock in the morning. I'm like, yeah. God. I think the worst, the worst week That's we've Japan, got isn't it? is we've got 29th of August. We've got uh, Spa and uh, we've got W Series, Formula 3, Formula 1 and Extreme E. Uh, and then we've also got wow. uh, October. We've got um, four hours for that one. Then yeah, then we've got. We're gonna October. have to work out whether we just touch on these things because yeah, we've got, we've got F1, and then we've got the series finale of F3. We've got W Series and Extreme E. When's that? Uh, again, that's in October for USA, and then Brazil for Extreme E. Um, yeah, that's the worst two. That's six events. 
And then we've got That's some weeks where we, we might got... have to pick out. Yeah, I mean, we're not, I mean, we, we're going to, we'll probably do like a W Series special um, at the start of the season, but then we'll just kind of report on, on W Series. We may even do the same with Formula 3. Um, we'll, we'll see how things go. But I want to try and keep the podcast down to around an hour, um, you know, an hour, hour and a half maximum, really. We don't want to be going like two and a half hour podcasts like I've seen some. Some people do. That's just, that's just too long. And Especially when people me... talk for two and a half hours on F1. I mean, yeah. we drag out an hour mm. while via, via different yeah. things. Well, let's, um, should we have a look at, at Driver of the Day then? Go on. So... I mean, we all know who the Driver of the Day is, Tick. Right, move He's on. The, the colour gives it away. My background colour gives it away. Driver of the Day, done. Right, there Dick of the Day. Sorry. Uh, I'm actually going to go with Russell. Yeah, he would be my uh, he would be my honourable mention. But my actual dick of the day is what dick of the weekend, dick of the season. Uh, is... That's the problem. I can't. Yeah, actually, yeah, he wasn't dick of the season. He was just dick of yeah. the day. So. Um, Aston Martin slash Otmar Zafner. Um, Aston Martin for the way they dealt with Vettel or didn't deal with Vettel. Otmar Zafner for the whole. For That's the whole, all I hear when he talks. Oh, yeah, we're going to sue you if we if we don't get our downforce back. We'll design a better freaking car then. Well, I, right, okay. Like you can answer me on this one. And, and why is he going mad? Why didn't he just change the rake of his car once he realised that? Well, it's a whole aerodynamic no philosophy, sense. isn't it? Plus, they don't know what they're doing. They traced it, didn't they? They copied yes. the car from Mercedes and now they don't understand how it works and they can't change it because they don't understand how the concept works. Because, yeah. Because Mercedes, Mercedes are coping all right. Mercedes are a low rate car. They're trying to say that it's that these changes have been made to spice up competition and not for safety reasons. They're saying, oh, um, they brought it in to slow the cars down because the tyres can't cope with it. But then they changed the tyres anyway. Yeah, the reason they changed the tyres anyway was because the cars were going so much quicker, even through the season. They've already got back pretty much all of that downforce they lost. So they had to change the tyres or we'd still end up having blowouts. It's completely down to safety. But they're saying that it was done on a on a sporting reason, not on a safety reason. And that is against the rules. So they're trying to tell Formula One how to how to set the rules but every but team even if signed it was up for done it. on a sporting reason yeah every team yeah, doesn't signed up for it every, every it team yeah. every team signed up for it so what is he i mean yeah the merc is fine like he's trying to go oh yeah the high rate merc but okay they're not as powerful as this year granted but they're not back in the bottom so, you know. so he's saying like this has been done to slow down mercedes yet they've got the uh, they've got um they won the first race and they qualified on pole for the second race yeah. and could have won in different circumstances. Yeah. So, yeah, of course. No, it's, I'm sorry. It's Aston Martin. They signed, they signed up to the regulations. They agreed to do it. They had a year to de- or nine months to design these cars based on these regulations. And they've done a bad job. Sorry. Get over yourself. <laughs> Dick of the day. Aston Martin. <laughs> are you going to agree uh, with me on that? I'm not. I'm or are we going to fight over Russell? I'm not going to disagree. I think it's just. I don't, the thing is, I don't think. I don't think it's dickish. I just think it's ridiculous and stupid and pointless. I think the dick was so. For me, the dick is always a dick move. It's mm. not, you know, it's not like completely. It, it, yeah, so it's a dick move as opposed to a dick moan, if that makes sense. Yeah, like that is just being a dick. If it was being a dick. Mazepin would be on there every time for being a dick, but the dick of the day is that dick move at that point of the race, well, and should only be and and should be in the yeah, point but we've of the given, race. We've given it to stewarding before, which was during the race. Yeah, but it's I mean, stewarding can have it well. this time if they want. No, we're I not, mean, no, stewarding was fine know. this weekend. Stewarding was great this weekend. Okay, right. Well, we, I, we've, we've we've got to decide who the dick of the day is. Can I at least just put Otmar's after down? You just want to point him down. I feel like I'm getting coerced into this. Well, we've got to, we've got to make a decision. There's only two of us, so we can't have anyone doing a casting vote. I know. So it feels decide. like I need a casting vote on this. I think we should pull it to a poll. Let's pull a Twitter. Let's do a Twitter poll. Well, Darren's commenting on the YouTube. Darren, it's down to you. Who's dick of the day, Russell or Otmar? Let's see. He's put a few comments on, so let's see if he's listening. Oh, Darren, you decide. Who is dick of the day, Russell or Otmar Zafner? Drum roll. Come on, Darren. <laughs> Don't let, still there. Don't let us down. Russell. 
Okay, Russell's dick of the Russell. day then. Yeah. Yes! Yes! Winner! Oh, that's not popular. I really wanted it to be... Uh, Never mind. Tough luck. There we go. Thank you, Darren, for your contribution. Right, it's George Russell. There we go. Right, winner, winner, chicken. Prediction, prediction results. Then Uh, we both got no points. Moving on. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Actually, do you know what we've got? We've got a family one in in the house now. My wife is now obsessed with Formula One. Excellent. We'll have on the podcast one day. Go figure. Um, I don't know if she'd won that, but Laura's liking Formula One, and we now sit in the lounge and watch it as a family. Mm. Um, you know, even like... the mother-in-law comes in, and we've now got prediction. We d- we're we're doing the old prediction league of first, second, third, and fastest lap. Mm. And currently, my wife's winning. Of course, she is. My mother-in-law's second, <laughs> and me and my father-in-law, who actually like Formula One, except he always goes for Ferrari, so that's possibly his problem, um, yeah. are last. <laughs> Excellent. Well, Charlie, who uh, who did the guest predictors for us last week, um, he had Verstappen for the winner, and the random position was Pierre Gasly. He said seventh, so he got two points. Wow. <laughs> Which means now the guest predictor is ahead of us, and they've only competed in one race. God's sakes. Because <laughs> we got one point, and they got two. Anyway predictions yeah done next week that's next week so anyway. next uh next week we makes got it quicker the... and easier doesn't it yeah next up we've uh we've got uh we've got some pete's and valencia as we already discussed next week the next race is uh for formula one is portugal um, portimao yep and then we've also got an indycar double header so the next three podcasts or next two podcasts have got indycar races so triple header yeah. for indycar Nice. So that's going to be fun, um, isn't it? So I'm looking forward to. Yeah, I'm actually looking forward to Portimao. That's possibly. Yeah, my... me too. Me too. Because at the end of the day, although Imola gave us a great race, what happened after the red flag? Hamilton was the only one who could overtake because he was out of position. A dry track, Imola still doesn't produce a vast amount of overtaking. So the weekend after your wedding, there is a um, there is a race. Are we going to be live together on that one? Twelfth of September. Potentially, we could do that because I'm getting married on the Friday, so we could potentially. And you're not jumping it, on a honeymoon. It just depends after. what happens with the. Uh, Have you got booked a mini moon? No, we've we've got our honeymoon booked, which uh, currently I would miss Road America. Road on, America on, on the 20th of June, that? Uh, and the French Grand Prix. Oh no! Why France? Why France? Why? Of all the races I could miss, it's why not France? Twenty seventh of June. Yeah. Oh, no, I should be back for that. Oh, it's a shame. Yeah, 20th of June's Father's Day. Mm. So, like, yeah, my no- so- right, there's no racing on my birthday or Father's Day. So I can't even claim. Yeah. Well, I, see, I, I say this, but I mean, with the honeymoon may not happen. We may, we may not be allowed international travel in June. So, so anyway, uh, yeah, so we don't know if we might. I may well miss some races later on if we have to postpone the honeymoon. So God. I may end, may end up missing like Laguna Seca or, or the Russian Grand Prix. Again, why Russia? Russia? Why? God, why do I have to miss Russia? Anyway, this short podcast has gone on for an hour now, over an hour. So I think we should probably, uh, we should probably oh, end wrap it, it up. So thank you, everyone, for joining yeah. us. Join us later in the week for our, our double header of podcasts with the, with the IndyCar. Uh, and we will speak to you all next week. Bye. Bye. Never know. the show with chris evans the show with chris evans um it's tj friday wasn't it or is that tfi friday tfi tfi thank fuck it's friday oh no sorry i can't swear no we're we're a live stream you can't swear come on